0: You get up in the morning and you look out and you see no lights of Colville at all. It's kind of a foggy morning, right, depending on where you are. Good morning, Eric Carpenter here. It is a Wednesday and definitely foggy conditions out there. Let's check with the Department of Fish and Wildlife. It is Wednesday and that means it's time for a question of the week talking about coyotes.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Candace Bennett with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife out of the Colville office. At WDFW. we get a lot of questions from members of the public. We've recently been contacted by several people having concerns about coyotes, specifically in the winter and in urban environments. And they are wondering if there are measures they can take to discourage the animals from frequenting their properties. So, just so everybody knows, coyotes live in every environment in Washington. And we have been hearing from people recently that they've been seeing coyotes in urban areas and cities, which is totally normal. In places like Los Angeles and Chicago, they've estimated populations of coyotes over 5,000 within the city limits. So coyotes definitely can live in urban areas all the way out to the wildlands. But some of these reports have included sightings during daylight hours. So seeing coyotes during any hour of the day is actually normal. So coyotes are extremely adaptable, especially when they live in close proximity to people. But really, they change how they use their territory, so what times of the day, based on food availability, and then also to avoid issues, whether that be with humans or with other carnivores or vehicles, and so they're extremely adaptable. In areas where people overlap with coyotes, prevention is the best tool for minimizing those negative interactions, and this is also applicable to other wildlife. So the first line of defense in preventing conflict is avoiding feeding them. That's always one of the top things that we share with people, and coyotes are no different. And this also includes those intentionally feeding, but usually what we see a lot is the accidental feeding. And so an example that seems to draw in coyotes a lot is if you're feeding domestic dogs and cats outside, so that dog and cat food can be a really big draw for coyotes. But also sometimes we've had reports of them getting into garbage or actually taking uh, small to medium domestic animals. For example, chickens, cats, small dogs, things like that. So that does happen. But when wildlife, including coyotes, receive, those food rewards this can increase their frequency in and around people we want to discourage unnatural food rewards available to coyotes this is applicable to other wildlife but you know because we've been getting a lot of questions after recent news reports of coyotes we just wanted to share it specifically with coyotes so some of the things that people can do is change where they're feeding their cats and dogs so try to feed them inside or In a secure building, so sometimes people have sheds or things like that. Another thing is, is to prune back the shrubs or trees several feet away so that coyotes don't have a spot where they can watch domestic animals or chickens and things like that. So you're reducing those hiding spots. If you have chickens, we have some great designs online on how to fortify chicken coops, specifically putting a fence skirt into the ground so that coyotes can't dig. But also what people don't realize is coyotes are really great climbers. And so having a top on their chicken coop is really important and to help keep them out some of the really neat things that you can do to reduce coyotes getting into a fenced area you can actually put rollers on the top of fences and we have a design on our website that shows you how to do it it's pretty simple because coyotes will like to climb up a fence so for example like a chain link fence or a field fence and if there's a pipe on usually like a metal smooth wire so essentially when they get to the top they can't crawl over because there's a pipe that rolls and they fall off. So that's one of the cool ways that you can keep coyotes out and it's pretty simple, but coyotes do like to dig. So that fence skirt can be really important. If people continue to have conflicts with coyotes, however, they can always call WDFW's regional office at 509-892-1001 for additional help or questions about any of the material we have online. If you have any other questions for Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call five zero nine five three six five four nine five and include an email address or a phone number so that we can get back to you and we're doing a prize for asking questions there'll be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions if your name is drawn you can win a can of spray, which is fantastic and take with you on your next outdoor adventure Tune in the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Question of the Week. Email your questions on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to communications at dfw.wa.gov. Or you can call 509-563-5495 and leave us your question. We will answer one question every Wednesday.
2: Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle, so we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference.
0: All right, we've got a a couple things to look at uh, now today that's going on over in the legislature A news conference was called at the state capitol by Representative Jamila Taylor. the a Democrat from Federal Way and wants to make Washington, once again, a first-in-the-nation legislation. It's a bill that addresses the history of housing discrimination in Washington state. Okay, and you got to be really old to um, fall into this category. The uh, Jamila Taylor wants a $100 per document recording assessment. This would establish a covenant homeownership account And uh, provide down payment and closing cost assistance to people that are identified in an initial covenant home ownership program study. And she wants this study to be completed by the end of the year. And it is as impacted by restrictive real estate laws. Um got to be a first-time home buyer to get the money now there used to be restrictive real estate covenants that prohibited people of certain races religions and ethnicities from buying or owning homes till 1968 i got to go back a few years in 1969, the Washington law against discrimination provided covenants that if if a if a plat had covenants, they would have no legal effect. So now if you, you know, record a document, doesn't matter what kind of a document, if you've got to have a document recorded, this bill would charge you an extra Hundred dollars. Um, people who might not like the hundred dollar fee for the program doesn't think it impacts them. Taylor, philosophical and pragmatic. Um, we we we, we have a, a dandy lieutenant governor, Denny Heck. Denny Heck says, I don't know anybody. That would say it's acceptable that black families as a percent are fewer than half have home ownership than white families. I don't know anybody that would resent the document recording fee, uh, given that the average net worth of a black family is one eighth of a white family. I don't know anybody that would ever answer that way. I'll tell you what, Denny Heck. You add another $100 on top of the already outrageous recording fees that uh, the legislature has already put on Washington documents. And you are just... It's just another $100 tax every time that you have to go record something with the auditor's office. So that is a proposal... Um, another one of the many bills that are floating around over in Olympia that uh, we, we we want to make good on things from back in the 1960s that uh, we've corrected, but that's not good enough. We want to add $100 every time anybody records something. These are the people that get elected. Hey, let's hear from Joel Kretz. He's got a little more on the ball. The House will be in order.
2: This is Capitol Report. News and views from Washington House Republicans. And now from Olympia. Thank you, Mr. Speaker the Republicans of caucus. Welcome to Capitol Report. I'm John Satyast. My guest is 7th District State Representative Joel Kretz from Wakanda. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, John. Last year, Governor Inslee dropped a riparian buffer bill that took many farmers and ranchers by surprise. So remind folks back home what this bill would have done.
3: It caught everybody surprised because he never talked to anyone that would be impacted. It would require all public and private landowners to maintain riparian management zones if they own land alongside rivers or streams. It had buffer zones as wide as 250 feet on each side, $10,000 a day, fines for non compliance, huge regulatory program, big hammer. Washington's already got 66 riparian-related programs. We didn't need another one. And it really would have hammered agriculture in this state. Instantly, tens of thousands of acres of land becomes unusable with the stroke of a pen. And I think where we're at right now is Inslee realizes we were able to kill that. And he's lost all relationships with agriculture and farming. Don't think he really cares.
2: He doesn't give up very easily. I understand he's got another bill that's come back this session. You're a longtime member of the Ag and Natural Resources Committee. So tell me what you're seeing this year. He came back with his new riparian buffer plan, and it was, I will say, better
3: than last year. But it was more of a carrot instead of a stick, to a point. But the problem was there's still future regulatory elements in the bill. You know, there's kind of some things that sound good, starts voluntary, but there's metrics. And if goals aren't met really quickly, it goes regulatory within about a year and a half. I've really got to commend the chair of the committee took a look at it, talked to some of us, and he said there's nothing going to pass out of this committee unless it's got bipartisan support, which is unusual, almost unheard of in Olympia. So the governor's bill is dead. We've been working on a new bill to address some of the issues. It's House Bill 1720. Take a look, folks. It is a really different approach as anything I've ever seen over here. It's been negotiated by a few of us working with agriculture, with the tribes, with some of the timber industries we've talked to. And it is going after some of the same goals of improving riparian habitat, but it is completely... Unregulated. There's no regulation to it. It's all volunteer work with your local conservation district. And if you don't
2: want to do it, don't do it. State Representative Joel Kretz, thanks for bringing us up to date on these issues. And thanks for being with us here on Capitol Report. In Olympia, this has been Capitol Report from Washington House Republicans. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information, go to houserepublicans.wa.gov.
1: The House is now adjourned. Think about the best night's sleep that you ever had. At Sandra's Furniture, we are dedicated to helping you sleep like that with breakthrough solutions to help relieve pressure, aches, and pains, keeping cool if you sleep hot, and even automatically detecting and responding to snoring so you get that deep, comfortable, undisturbed rest you deserve. Skip the trip to Spokane and trust your local furniture and mattress dealer. Plus, interest-free financing for one year at Sandra's Furniture, making houses into homes.
0: Well, the uh, city of Chihuahua, they are getting some money from the Washington State Recreation and Conservation Office. The request for funding approved $95,000 to be dedicated to the development of a parks, recreation, and open space master plan for Chihuahua. Uh, It says the city has been disadvantaged in prior funding requests in recent years to build new recreation facilities due to a lack of a uh, park recreation and open space plan. So now they've got $95,000 to do this plan, and... um, The mayor says it's exciting news for Parks and Recreation. The mayor is establishing a task force interested in aiding development of the plan. The mayor's task force will meet monthly and collect public input regarding recreation needs in Shawila. Now, part of the plan, it also is going to include... Looking at a regional trail system from Kettle Falls to Deer Park. The uh, city council member, John Kaboski, will be representing the city and the Parks and Recreation Committee in this project. Larry Fetter, he's been hired to lead the planning process. He is a consultant skilled in parks and recreation and public planning. He lives in Shawila. Now, kind of the nice thing about this is Fetter graduated from Jenkins High School in 1979, got a degree in parks and recreation from Eastern Washington University, and then he went on to a career. He's worked in Mercer Island, Pullman, Enumclaw, Hermiston, Oregon. Good grant writer for Parks and Recreation. So he is the one going to coordinate this uh, grant to the Parks, Recreation, and Trails. So that is going to be getting uh, underway. They hope to have this uh, plan. Adopted by November of this year.
1: Wagen Brothers Lumber specializes in forest improvements and thinning treatments that add value to the forests for people, products, and the environment. We are currently purchasing saw logs, tonwood, chipwood, and also timberland. Contact Wagen Brothers today at 509-684-5071. Or for more information, go to www.wagenbrothers.com.
0: Callville, yeah, they were victorious last night. Uh, took on Medical Lake. It was a good close game for the first three quarters. Um... But the final, Colville 49, Medical Lake 38. We had that game on the radio last night. Um, Colville went on a big 17-10 run in the fourth quarter to secure that win. Olivia Ortner, 10 points. Jordan True, a team high 20 points, 12 points from the free throw line. So coming up next for the Colville girls is going to be Deer Park. And that's going to be Thursday evening at West Valley High School. That'll be in their main gym, 6.30 in the evening. And we'll have that game on 92.1 KCRK. Coming up tonight, it is the Colville Boys. They'll be taking on Newport. That'll be at 6 o'clock. That'll be on KCRK. K-C-R-K, Earl Adams will have the play-by-play. Wednesday, tonight, Colville-Newport in boys' loser-out action. And uh, kind of think Colville is going to dominate that game. Join us on the radio or be there in the stands. Support the high school basketball tonight. Colville taking on Newport. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by Habitat for Humanity Store at 480 North Main open 9 till 5 Tuesday through Saturday. Wednesday is customer appreciation day, 25% off store wide for everyone at the Habitat Thrift Store. 41 the high this afternoon. We get get rid of this fog first. Uh, 22, the overnight low, 38, the high on Thursday. A possibility of some snow and then rain on Friday. An afternoon high of 40 Friday, 28 overnight, cloudy, and 38 on Saturday. On the big game Sunday, it's going to be 37 degrees for a high, 31 overnight. Rain and snow on Monday, 42 for a high, down to 25 overnight. Continuing chance of snow and rain, 37 the high on Tuesday. Habitat for Humanity Store, they do take walk-in donations, 9 till noon. Call them 684-2319 and get all the information. No wind on this Wednesday morning. Uh, the barometer, it is uh, way up there, 30.40, high pressure in the area. Again, no outdoor burning allowed. Kind of an everyday, everyday deal anymore. It is 26 degrees here at the radio station. Temperature going down just a little bit. 26 minutes past 7. Eric Carpenter with you at KCVL, KCRK.